I am recording this in between classes today on my end. It's Thursday and it's the first week of school back at UT. So I'm in my second year and uh, so many, I'll, I'll talk, I'll, I'll elaborate more on like what is going on because of course there is relevance uh, with the like general topics that I brought up with this podcast with social work and social justice and interpersonal stuff and mental health like it's all relevant and it's all happening happening like a lot and really hard and really fast right now so um yeah I just ended my first zoom meeting for a class that I'm taking it is a class that is not within my social work like degree plan uh to qualify for financial aid I had to meet a certain number of hours um, to be considered a full-time student. I am taking intro to ballet, uh, because I, like, want to, and I'm excited about it, and it's cool and all. I went into it knowing that there was a very high likelihood that I would be, like, the only or one of maybe very few other grad students. I don't know if anyone else is a grad student in there. If you are, like, please reach out to me because y'all I feel my age I think I I'm assuming that the majority of the students in the class are young <laughs> like younger than me maybe definitely some freshmen maybe 17 18 19 and like I have been working with like the older adolescent age group in the like teaching capacity where I've had that like clear distinction. Um, there's like a power dynamic there that I've tried to navigate. But now I am to like I am in a context where we are all like all students. We're all students together on the same level. Okay. And that is really throwing me. I'm excited. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, I think I'm just a little bit freaking out because when it comes to like energy levels, like I I am a joyous person. I am generally like happy and bubbly. But today, and maybe this is me projecting or like working through some stuff in my head clearly. Um, but like the energy that these students brought was so like compared to them like i am weathered i am haggard i am just i am just in grad school you know what i mean um so yeah there's there's like one thing and then there's also like because i'm a ta this semester i like am wondering what it would be like if I happened to have one of the students in my discussion sections in ballet class with me and like is that a conflict of interest is that I don't know I'm like really confused I needed to talk to my professor about this um I'm like I'm giddy right now like I'm laughing at myself I'm like cringing because <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna like I guess it's not like that big of a deal like interacting with 18 year olds is not like that like I love working with high school age students I still have like a pretty good relationship with the mentees that I've had over the years um one of them is also going to UT uh shout out to you um yeah so like that's not a that that in and of itself like that relationship 
but because that relationship started where like I was the mentor and they were the mentee like it's just a different dynamic and I feel like I'm more familiar with like the ethical social scripts with like maintaining a certain level of like respectful distance and not like breaching any sort of like social boundaries that would make them uncomfortable because of an age difference like I I go into things like different age relationships in like a mentor specific role like there's a certain like standard that I hold myself to because like that age difference equals a power difference in in that thing but like for this and I you know I could be overthinking it but and I don't like you know I am just processing what it means to be like 25 around like a bunch of very excited um uh like younger older teens early 20s people and maybe maybe it's not even it's just new that's it it just feels new plus the fact that like I could potentially be like their TA if they end up being in like the specific class and maybe the odds aren't that high um but yeah so then the other thing that I want to talk about is like my experience so far with like being a TA I just released an episode like a mind dump of like the beginning parts of what that what that journey has been for me but I had a really good meaningful powerful little moment uh last night when I was putting together the powerpoint for our first class which is tomorrow <gasps> it's tomorrow and um I I would like to spend some time talking about it because um it was a it was a very full circle moment um having to do with um having to do with perfectionism unlearning perfectionism uh the changing relationship I had to the process of learning from high school to college uh, and then also some further processing of like well, you know like my own standards my own relationship towards academia um, and being good at something and what it means to like be a good learner versus like you know I, I'm gonna elaborate more onto this um, but first some background so went to school Houston uh, born and raised in Houston love my city uh, but I went the the high school that I went to was a private high school Catholic uh, and competitive like my experience of it like there are a few stories that stand out to me a few memories that I replay in my head um, like it was not uncommon to hear people talking about like the number of AP classes they took uh, like that was for me like in my experience with some people not necessarily everyone but like it was my experience that like oh people it, it felt very like competitive and like a little judgy like I'm in AP classes and this is how many I have and um like people would talk about like what grades they got on on tests and like compare and when I got like an 80 something I was afraid to like reveal it because some of the circles that I was in was like would you know like shed judgment on getting a fucking 85 um so like when it came like my relationship to learning in high school was like very much influenced by like competition perceived competition that I felt like I should be engaging in because 
that's what school is like you're competing you need to be the best you want to be like you don't want to be ranked last i like there have always been subjects that i have loved and subjects that i felt like i really struggled in because i didn't understand it initially and i didn't know and i didn't know how to ask for help i wasn't comfortable asking teachers for help in my early education throughout middle school throughout high school really um, so for like a long, long time, like for a subject like math in particular, like the general, like everything that goes under the umbrella of math, I like early on had internalized, like I'm not immediately good at math. I don't get it. And obviously like, I don't know how to ask for help. It seems to me and you know, that my math teachers, especially in middle school, like my middle school brain was like, they have favorites. Like I am not on the math team. I remember during seventh grade, um, I learned that I was ranked the lowest in my math class, like the lowest, like number 18 out of 18. And part of that, like maybe I should have had, you know, maybe I should have gone to the teacher. One, I didn't know how. Um, two, I think it also could have been on the teacher a little bit to reach out to me as an individual, especially like one of the only black individuals um, in that space, one of the only like black Filipino individuals, um, because that's the thing that like I have like made it a point to like reach out to students when I was in a teaching position who um, like display that they could use some academic support. And granted, like I understand that I, I know firsthand managing a classroom, managing several classrooms of like 18 plus students with all their different personalities and like having to get through content like that is difficult. Like I, I see that. Um, but I also like with that being said, I also know from firsthand experience as a teacher, as a mentor working in like both large groups of students and smaller groups of students that it is possible to do a little better with inclusivity, um, with like keeping a particular eye out for students who don't outwardly display like proficiency in a certain subject. And I would say I take it upon myself as like an educator when I'm in that role or as a mentor or a tutor um, to like do that. Like I consider that an ethical responsibility, um, especially if those students have identities um, that are like marginalized if those students come from communities that have faced structural inequality and relative like inaccess to education but i mean like that's just my piece okay like that's just where i'm standing right um so yeah like all that to say my relationship to learning like i i like now i understand that it can be described my mindset at that point in early education was like a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset um and what fixed means is like, and this is just paraphrasing, uh, like what I was thinking, like, I, I just am not good at math. Like where I am, my relationship to math in middle school is just what my relationship to math is going to be going forward. Cause my brain just like, doesn't have the capacity to like get on board with it. That's just, it is what it is. I will always be bad at math. Hate it. Um, that's an exaggeration. I didn't hate it. I just, I really struggled with it. I really struggled with math. Um, I loved writing. I still love writing. I love like creative things. Like I've, I've always done quote unquote, like well with that because it's, it's not, I didn't perceive it as rigid. And another thing that 
I think contributed to my relative comfort with things like writing and, and language arts and so on was that early on I got positive continued positive feedback from instructors like can like I was recognized for that um, I was recognized for my accomplishments with that um, which is which also brings up another thought too um, on the difference between recognizing accomplishments like recognizing someone when they've already produced a piece of, of work whether it's creative or, or logical or, or any any kind of thing that you can put forth from your brain um, so praising and recognizing the actual product versus recognizing acknowledging and praising um, the process the process that leads to the product I wish I wonder, actually, I wonder how my relationship with math would have turned out, how different it might have been if I received more acknowledgement of my effort rather than the fact that I wasn't producing, you know, correct answers. Um, and I, I'm, you know, throwing it around in my head right now, like, yes, individual students, I mean, have responsibility to like, you know, take charge of their learning but also like I was 10 11 12 13 14 15 years old you know or however whatever the age range is in middle school in particular that leads up to high school you know what I mean and like my parents did like an incredible job they bent over backwards like all my dad to this day whenever I visit Houston which like I would love to do um if things are like more safe um like to this day, like my dad will literally wake us up with like a motivational speech, like every morning. He literally tells us like dare to be great. He literally like, you know, literally says like education is important. Like and you know like it, education is important in was important in my childhood household, you know, and like in my family in general. Um, and also, like the fact that my parents' backgrounds and my parents' history with education um, is not the same as those parents who have had generations of people go through the United States education system. Because as I mentioned before, my mom came over to the United States from the Philippines in her early, early 20s. She was educated in the Philippines for the majority, for like yeah, all of her, like, formal education, including, like, the first few years of, um, I think she went to, like, a Filipino college, um, whoa, and my dad, who, born in the 60s, was the first, like, was among the first, like, group of people, groups of black children who were bused to white schools, like, he was, a student in the United States education system when integration was like becoming a thing so my dad my mom they do not have like generational knowledge and like that sort of metaphorical leg up on the American education system and how to navigate not only like academic stuff but also like the unspoken more like you know, subtle, uh, like aspects of the education system that would have been helpful. Like when it, like, like asking people for help, like asking teachers for help. Like I, I think that growing up, I had kind of accepted or like internalized that I 
Like I knew that I had to be great, quote unquote. And that is like my dad's voice speaking to me in my head. Um, and what greatness meant for me, what I like came to learn greatness was, was like being very, very, very independent and combined with like the fixed mindset that I didn't have any alternatives to, uh, partially because of, you know, all of the factors that contributed to like why the fixed mindset was the only mindset that I was exposed to as a child. Um, and in both middle school and high school in particular, those two schools that I went to were very competitive. Like it was just, there was a pressure exerted on me as an individual student from like my family for reasons that I understand. And also like this, again, like undercurrent, like general air of the school was like, like achievement, the product of the, the, the product of one's brain was recognized, like given awards. Like I remember in middle school, I would go to these, they called them like academic decathlons where like one, I don't know if it was one day or like multiple days, um, but like maybe I'll save like one weekend where we would go, like a group of people would go on a Saturday or whatever, I don't know, to compete in like academic prompts, like like writing, like there was a writing, we would submit essays to this competition. And I'm sure like every school does that essays to a competition. And then we could also go in person, like the math team, like math team, which I definitely wasn't on. But um, like, there were competitions for art where you could go on site and like draw something and then you get judged for that and then draw, you could write things in a certain time period and get judged for that. And it had nothing to do with like grades. It had no impact on grades. It was purely like, get a bunch of kids together and, uh, Let's take a bunch of tests this weekend and then you can bring back medals if you're awarded a medal uh like it was that kind of competition and i will say like i you know i'm gonna say it like because i i i think it also factors into how my relationship with learning my journey with learning like transformed throughout high school and then finally throughout college um one of the years one of the years I was like overall first place because of writing. I loved writing and that was like, I took home a big trophy. Um, and as like, even though as I bring this up right now, I'm like, oh, am I like bragging unnecessarily? I think that that moment is important to note because that is like, for me, I processed that as the ultimate form of validation for the product of my brain. like wow, like these people think my writing is good writing and I have a trophy because of it and art. Like I did essay things and then like, I, I don't, I think like some, some like science thing, which like surprised me a little bit. Like it had to do with computers, which like now these days I wouldn't have like assumed, but yeah. So that like validation, like bringing home the trophy cemented like, oh dude like you you gotta compete Michaela like you're you're doing like you're doing it right this is how to do it you're getting rewarded for doing for creating great work that was what I took into high school that was what I took um you know throughout the first few the first like formative years of my education experience as I also was like developmentally um like further developing my sense of self-worth and self-esteem um like as a teen you know in high school and a pivotal moment for me like one of the big things was 
um, the fact that as a senior or whenever I applied to college, I didn't get into my first choice. My first choice was UT. I'm here now, uh, but I didn't get in the first year. I was capped. And everything that like goes along with getting capped, like the shame, like not wanting to admit it to people when people ask where you're going. Like I had to go to UTSA. Um, well, like, yeah, like, I had to, I chose to go to UTSA. It was still like, it's like a saddle. It, no, it is in the University of Texas system. If I completed a year at UTSA by, and met a certain GPA, then I would gain automatic attendance into UT. And every like going through that experience at the end of my high school like time at the beginning of my college time was like the first thing that really rattled me when it came to like my idea of achievement and success it was like holy shit Michaela like there were people in my in my class of 2013 at St. Agnes that like we're getting into Ivy League schools and not just that like it wasn't enough like I mean good for them like I'm not good for them right but because of the like internalized competition and because of how closely linked that was to my self-esteem at that time because that was what that was a validation that I got was like through academics and to have not met that same standard was like crushing for me um, like I felt a lot of shame. I felt a lot of shame and I think it also was compounded by the fact that like my parents knew the names of the people in my class that like made it to Ivy League. So that's just like another element like they would ask like what about so-and-so? What is so-and-so doing? And I would like I guess give a report. <laughs> I would give a report on what so-and-so was doing and how they got into that college and I like I felt like I just I felt a lot of shame I like hid a lot of things I didn't like publicize I like felt some type of way when it came to publicizing things um, I felt like I wasn't good enough I felt like I wasn't smart enough because the product in this case was like accumulation of all of the products that I had produced over my high school career that should have that would have gotten me into like what I thought was my number one school, um, but I just, it was insufficient. Um, so, and at that time I was still in the fixed fixed mindset um, and it was like, wow, like, will I ever climb out of this? Um, yeah, so that's background information and I'll bring it to the current. Um, over the course of my time, both at UTSA, like one, like, living away from home and having these experiences and then also like going to UTSA with the goal with the understanding that like I was going to leave like that also played a really big role in um my my transition away from the fixed growth mindset um it taught me a lot like I, I think I'm gonna have to spend a few more like more time thinking about that but like it transformed me a lot and then I I did it, and then I was able to transfer to UT as a sophomore at that time, and then I um, like continued my journey. I think one of the things, one of the most fundamental things is majoring in Black Studies, African and African Diaspora Studies, which is like super liber liberal arts 
Like, it's, like, the most liberal of the arts. And I don't mean liberal in the sense that, like, like, lib like thinking, critical thinking, and lots of writing. And you're not doing it, like, it's not a numbers game. Like, the assignments are designed to check for understanding and critical thinking about identity and race and gender and all of these topics and history. So it was very, like, free form, very, so much more fluid than the experiences that I had had in my earlier education experiences. And that, you know, along with the fact that I was socializing with people that were different than the people that I grew up with and socializing uh, with people and coming to understand in particular, like both my blackness and my Filipino-ness from a more broad lens, like all of these things happening, all of these like internal and social processes happening at the same time made for like, the gradual cracking of the fixed mindset into one that was so much more fluid and so much more forgiving and there was so much more space to just like actually be a person and value my personhood and and understand that my worth came from my like like not necessarily just linear thinking towards a particular specific end goal but like I discovered that my humanness my like inherent value as a human comes from like all of the ways that my brain works it comes from like not just getting an a or trying to get an a on a test it comes from like just thinking my thoughts you know what i mean thinking my thoughts and then putting it into practice like in actual real life situations because so the work that I was doing in black studies, like that had direct implications for how I socialized with people, with how I understood my family, with how I understood my mental health, with how I understood like my identity as a student, as a sister, as like a friend, as a roommate, as like all of these, my dog is waking up from her nap. Um, hi mommy. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, like it, it set me on fire. Like having that freedom, you know? And so all of that, like all of that came up <laughs> um, to bring it back to the present day. Last night when I was thinking about how I wanted to introduce the students in my discussion section that I'm TAing for, like I hope that I can also like invite them, if, if they happen to come from an early uh, like learning environment that was restrictive and rigid and soul-sucking like I hope that I can invite them to like an alternative to that that is so much more freeing and forgiving and like really really allows space for them to like be themselves and not like a robot that just like tries to pursue perfectionism at the cost of like their happiness and their freedom to like be a person you know, and so I, I, I'm still thinking about it. Um, I, I, um, in the PowerPoint, I included an activity about, um, ah, <laughs> um, like think about what your high school environment was like. And because I, I also, I think I have transfer students there too. Like think about your early education, earlier education context and what that was like. I need to figure out how to phrase it, but like I want to prompt them to think about like what uh is it preconception is that the word what assumptions do they have about learning what expectations do they feel 
uh, is UT requiring of them? What does UT expect in the ideal student? What do they feel they have to be? What standards do they have? Like, I want to get them to think about that at the beginning of our time together, because I ultimately, if it's useful for them, want them to unlearn the parts of that, of those assumptions that are not helpful, that are not useful, um, you know, according to their own judgment. So I just, I really am so excited because this is an opportunity to, like, reshape people's relationships to like education like it's I had a really frustrating time in education like there were parts that were that felt good but even like the achievements even like I'm thinking about like what it means to have gotten that trophy and to have had that recognition for my writing that time that I did that and I wonder what I wonder what an alternative like similarly if not more validating experience would have been like I wonder if I would have ever been able to like encounter that kind of joy with math if things had been done a little differently. Um, and I am really grateful for this opportunity to perhaps influence other young people uh, towards like a more liberating, a more ethical relationship to like their time here at UT because like everything that academia is particularly for students of color particularly for students with identities that are marginalized that are structurally like with with relative inaccess to the same opportunities that other people would have particularly for students whose identities aren't represented in the curriculum uh, when it comes to gender sexual orientation class status everything um like it is even more imperative to like if you're gonna be in academia because that is one of the context that we are told like you have to go through this in order to like you know make it in this world like like it's already restricted like academia in and of itself is already just such a restrictive rigid uh context with like extremely supremacist notions that endure to this day when it comes to like perfectionism and demands and like inaccessibility um, it's even more imperative for like students who are, like grew up facing those structural inequalities to like to like fucking destroy it to to like knock it over on its head and be like I am going to make my learning experience like exactly what I want like I am not gonna I'm not just gonna take what this university experience is giving me at face value because. I don't think it knows how to handle me at face value. It doesn't. I, I know that it doesn't. I know that this university doesn't know how to handle me, myself, Michaela at face value as indicated by all of the like structural failings that endure that myself and many other members of my cohort have um, like talked about and are organizing around, you know, um, like I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm on fire because of this. Like this is, I'm going into, I've just started my second year of grad school, right, and um, navigating this, and I extended to the three-year program for like mental health. That's another thing too, like like it's all connected. Like self-sustainability, um, to echo and to carry on the words of my professor, my former field professor, um, and my former field supervisor. Shout out to Professor Beer and Professor Joan. Um, yeah, like self-sustainability means so much more than like getting enough sleep and drinking water. It also means like really thinking about my interaction with academia as a whole. 
and that's also what that's also what I want to bring and offer to the students that I'm uh, TAing for tomorrow. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous, but I'm also like really excited because I think this is so important and I'm so passionate about it and I like am alive. Um, yeah, so that's that's my that's my take. That's that's some thoughts <laughs> on on TAing and also the first day. Um, thank you again for listening. I really appreciate this. Um, once again, it's just me, but <laughs> I still like really do hope to bring in other people for like a conversation because like that would be that would be so amazing. Anyway, thank you so much for your time. Please take care. Stay safe out there. Bye.